Welcome to Back from the Abyss. I'm Dr. Craig Heacock, your host and resident psychiatrist. Today, I'm doing a mini episode on how to think about anxiety. Not everyone has experienced migraines or cancer or autoimmune disease or even depression, but we all know what anxiety is. Anxiety is normal. It serves a critical function. We'd be unable to survive without it. Yet when dialed up too high, it can be utterly miserable, paralyzing, and life-wrecking. Anxiety is one of the most common reasons that people seek medical or psychological help. And it is also one of the more complicated problems to break down and understand in a way that can guide treatment. Unless we understand the type of anxiety and its possible causes, we can't hope to dial down the anxiety to a level that's manageable. We might think of two general types of anxiety. Above-the-neck anxiety, which is our ruminating, catastrophizing, worrying, imagining, spin-cycle brain, and below-the-neck anxiety, which is the fight-flight response, fueled by adrenaline and cortisol, manifesting with physical symptoms of anxiety such as tightness in the chest, tremors, sweating, irritable bowel, upset stomach, and physical dread. Typically, people have one type that predominates, and often that type will fuel the other. For example, anxiety might begin below the neck with an adrenaline surge leading to chest pain and tightness. Then the above the neck anxiety starts as the brain begins to spin out on all the possible causes of this seemingly ominous and frightening symptom. Or conversely, anxiety begins above the neck with the mind spinning out on all the awful things that might come to pass in the coming hours, days, and weeks. This then leads to a burst of adrenaline and cortisol and then a full-body sensation of fear and dread, which serves as a feedback loop, confirming that, yes, danger is coming, and the mind spins out further, and then the positive feedback loop gains even more steam. Many people will say that their anxiety starts both above and below the neck simultaneously, but with mindful observation, most people will find that the initial trigger typically comes from above or below. Another distinction that can be helpful is to break down the above-the-neck ruminating anxiety into one of three categories, past, present, future. Someone who tends to spin out on the past is likely struggling with guilt, regret, shame, and or coexisting depression. Anxiety in the present moment suggests things like body image obsessions, social phobia, obsessive-compulsive disorder, or trauma. Future catastrophizing is a classic feature of generalized anxiety and also of trauma. When anxiety starts below the neck with adrenaline, effective treatment strategies typically involve things that can decrease adrenaline output, such as biofeedback, beta blockers like propranolol, meditation, and aerobic exercise. Various somatic therapies such as EMDR, brain spotting, Hakomi, and somatic experiencing can change the embodied trauma response of the body, also leading to decreased adrenaline and cortisol. Recent research suggests that aerobic exercise is at its best as an anxiety management tool when the workout includes some brief 30 to 60 second high intensity intervals. These intervals jumpstart the production of a brain calming chemical called anandamide, which interestingly binds at the cannabinoid receptors in the brain. For above-the-neck ruminative catastrophizing anxiety, there are multiple treatment options. Mindfulness meditation can teach people how to escape the tyranny of spinning out in the guilt and regret of the past or the imagined catastrophes of the future. 
serotonin meds or SSRIs such as Prozac, Zoloft, and Lexapro can attenuate the connection between ruminating thoughts in the frontal lobe and the fear reaction in the amygdala of the midbrain, draining the dread out of cycling obsessions. Cognitive and narrative therapies can help people understand their thoughts and fears in a new light, normalize the experience of worry, and move toward more helpful stories about what is happening in the mind and body. Behavioral therapies, such as exposure and response prevention used to treat OCD, are actually a combination approach, dialing up the fear response in the body while also changing the narrative about what these physical sensations really mean. A talk about anxiety wouldn't be complete without mentioning benzodiazepines. These are the medications such as Xanax, Clonopin, Ativan, Valium. These medications shut down both the above and below the neck anxiety, but at a significant potential cost. They are basically cool water on the sizzling brain, and they mute everything. Anxiety, fear, memory, cognition, processing speed, wakefulness, motivation. Used sparingly, they can be a welcome and useful fire extinguisher for an out-of-control nervous system. But used habitually, they can lead to physical dependence, rebound withdrawal symptoms such as worsening panic and insomnia, and lasting cognitive impairment. Only two commonly abused substances can kill you in the withdrawal, alcohol and benzos. I think that speaks to both their power and risk. Is anxiety taking charge of your life? Taking you out of the present moment? Here's a little test. Turn off your phone or maybe put it in airplane mode for the next hour. What do you notice? Where do your thoughts go? Or are you someone who can't even try this experiment, can't even begin to attempt it? If you can't turn off your phone for a time, hmm you might want to do a little soul-searching. After all, I highly doubt that you have the nuclear codes, do you? If you like this episode, please share it with anyone else who might find hope or meaning in this story. Check out our website, bftapodcast.com, where you can learn more about us and this project, get more information on the treatments mentioned in the stories, as well as additional resources and music credits. You can also email us with comments or story requests. If you have time, please rate us on iTunes as this helps us spread these stories far and wide. Much gratitude to my good friend Chris Johnson who does our sound. And thank you for listening to Back from the Abyss. May each of you find the strength and support to find your way through the darkness. <laughs>